Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Boss Ladies, a podcast about women in business. My name is Julieta, and I will be talking with women who started their own businesses here in Zurich. I wanted to bring the stories to the forefront and shed light on what happens behind the scenes of starting a business. It's time for honest conversations about what it means to be a woman in the 21st century trying to create something on our own. Before we get started, as always, you can find Boss Ladies on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you can subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes. It also gives you the option of rate and review, which I highly encourage you to do so. It helps the podcast grow and bring attention to all the amazing women who are sharing their stories with me. Today, we're continuing the conversation with Claire from Bloom. We discuss what her message is behind the brand, why she decided on offering workshops, developing brand identity, and learning patience. So let's get back into our talk. In terms of your business, is there a particular message you want to give out? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, this is where I need to try to be concise because... Of course, there are there are many messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our slogan captures the essence of, you know, what we try to do, which is delivering happiness in the freshest form. Oh, I love that. Um, and flowers are obviously a fresh, fresh, fresh product. Mm-hmm. And I have never known anyone to receive flowers that didn't have a smile on their face and actually we can bring flowers back to self-care because part of our message and what we stand for is in some way self-care our core concept even though we do do events and we do do other things but our core concept is flower subscriptions Mm -hmm. and um, the whole point of that is actually to not just see flowers as for an occasion or to give to someone else But to actually treat yourself to flowers, there's actually a lot of um, scientific research that has been done regarding the effect of flowers on people's mood and on their happiness. And it's actually been proven that flowers are a mood booster, that flowers in a room can actually make you more productive, that they make you more open to things, probably all very subconsciously, but actually the effect that flowers have on people are only positive. Mm -hmm. And of course, people, some people prefer certain flowers over other flowers but I think the essence is that flowers are a positive thing Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah we try to advocate flowers for yourself treat yourself to flowers whether that be every week because you absolutely love flowers and you need to have them in your home like me Mm -hmm. or whether that be okay I need to do something for me and to treat myself and you only want to do that once a month. We try to offer flexibility and options so that people do have the opportunity to do that, which is why I said I link that back to self-care because it's a very small thing which you can do for yourself and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, one message with regards to our brand, what we stand for and how we position ourselves that is quite important um, and that does kind of tie in quite nicely with what we've just discussed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what we also are trying to do is kind of revolutionizing the flower market here also in Switzerland, which is still quite traditional, Mm -hmm. um, still quite protected in the sense of traditional floristry. Um, And there's clearly a market for that. And there's absolutely nothing 
wrong with that and I definitely don't want to speak badly about that but I think that moving to Switzerland and when when I arrived here and when I talked about seeing that gap in the market I really noticed that going from flower shop to flower shop the style of flowers would be in most cases very similar and I felt that there was room for a a, a different type of style mm-hmm. um, and b also a different type of concept mm-hmm. um, and so being an online business that's very different to the majority of um, floral businesses here in Zurich or at least uh, yeah Switzerland who are mainly storefront businesses I think that times are changing and I think that more and more is happening online which is why a we decided to start our online business the other reason for doing that and when I talk about revolutionizing kind of the flower market here is because it has a number of big big advantages Mm -hmm. so first of all by being online and by having a subscription-based concept it means it's made to order yeah um, which means that we only need to order in the flowers that we need and we don't and we well and we let's say that it's I don't want to say that we have zero waste but we have a very limited um, amount of waste that we produce just because we know what we need to order in Mm -hmm. and how many bouquets that we need to make for the week Mm -hmm. so reducing waste in a world where there is still a lot of waste and where we are talking about being more sustainable I think a that's super important yeah by being online and by having that made to order concept and by being able to reduce the waste Mm -hmm. it means that we can also reduce our prices a because we don't have a storefront in the middle of Zurich which mm-hmm. has absurd rent oh yeah and b because basically florists that have shop front they also have a shop front they also have to calculate in a margin of waste mm-hmm. um, they have bought in those flowers and not all of those flowers will be sold um, but those flowers have to somehow financially be accounted for yeah um, and so that means that the price of flowers often in flower shops is higher ridiculously high very very well yes very very <laughs> high and so I, I wanted to bring a concept to this market um, whereby flowers became affordable if you're telling people treat yourself to flowers mm-hmm. take care of yourself um, and if you do love them get them for yourself once in a while mm-hmm. then you also need to be able to make those flowers accessible to people yeah and I think that that's kind of why Switzerland or Zurich does have a market whereby people tend to buy more for other people or for an occasion because flowers are expensive mm-hmm. so by reducing the price by 30 to 40 percent in most cases it does become more affordable and it is something whereby you can say okay you know this is not going to impact me on a month to month basis therefore yeah I want to treat myself Mm -hmm. to my bouquet um, which gets delivered to my door is a convenient service I know is fresh um, and has a more attractive price label and so that's really what yeah bloom aimed to do Mm -hmm. still aims to do of course Mm -hmm. and hopefully we can change the way yeah people think people don't necessarily immediately think oh I should buy flowers for myself it's not part of the mindset in the Netherlands everyone buys flowers for themselves everyone 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 on a weekly basis and that's what I'm trying to change here as well if you are a flower lover if you love flowers treat yourself and treat yourself to something that doesn't have to be super expensive Mm -hmm. Your bouquets have a unique style in the sense that they're not 
like that in traditional flower stores. How would you describe your style? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the style is what I mentioned already. We tried mm-hmm. to bring a different style to the market because, but, because I really felt that there was a gap um, there for something different. I would say that the style of the flowers is probably more like wildflower mm-hmm. type bouquets there is an art to to arranging them in the vase to make them kind of look imperfectly perfect so i would say it probably tends to um go more in the direction of wildflowers but still as an arrangement yeah rather than just bundling something together which is maybe more of what you would think of if you were thinking of wildflowers um we're still talking about an arrangement but much lighter much airier and really giving each flower um and i'm looking at uh my flowers as i speak because i'm trying to inspire myself (laughs) as to how should i explain this um but the importance with the broom bouquets is we try to minimize the amount of greenery. I think greenery is nice yeah. as an accent, yeah. but it's all about the flowers. Right. And if it's going to be all about the flowers, you want to give the flower space to shine. Yeah. Because each flower is very different and very individual. Mm-hmm. So it's about using a combination of different flowers, but giving them all their own space that you can really enjoy looking at them um, individually and kind of seeing them bloom um, rather than them kind of all being squashed together in a compact bouquet that's filled probably with 60% greenery and 40% flowers um I think that's just a shame um because I think that yeah every flower as corny as it might sound kind of has a story to tell and shines in its own kind of way and yeah that's what we want to do we want you to be able to enjoy your flowers and to really see them as individual as individual blooms as part of an arrangement Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a very good explanation no that was a very good explanation (laughs) yeah we're both looking at the at the arrangement that's on her table and it's really every flower you can see every flower by itself but in one arrangement yes exactly yeah you also do workshops yes how is that different? Because in the workshops, I've looked through some of the photos that were posted and you have quite a following in Zurich and your business is very known, I would say. So first of all, congratulations on all your success so far. Thank you. Now, during the workshops, you do arrangements and flower crowns. Am I right? Yes. They're the two main workshops. Yeah. Flower crowns is a very trendy thing at the moment. How is that different than making your traditional styled bouquet? So usually, um, well, the flower crowns is, of course, one thing. And Mm. like you said, that's kind of, um, especially now at this time of the year where the sun's out, there's festivals, people are getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a fun thing to do. It's Mm -hmm. a fun thing to do in a group. It's a fun thing to do with your friends. Um, And it's very different to the flower arranging. And even uh, the workshop itself is really quite different mm-hmm. um because it's more of a sit-down workshop and maybe even in some ways more of a social workshop because people really sit down and I think when people sit down and they're doing something they kind of have a chat more quickly with other people whereas our flower arranging courses which don't get me wrong are extremely fun um are done mainly standing up and people are very much concentrated on arranging their flowers <laughs> um so for me the flower crown course is just a fun course to do it's 
the most basic way of making a flower crown. Mm-hmm. I also believe that people who sign up to those kind of courses, they are signing up because they just want to have a bit of fun with their friends and they don't necessarily need to know the most complex way of creating a flower crown or the perfect technique. It's about having fun together and creating something that looks great on the pictures afterwards. So for me, that's really a fun workshop and mainly summer oriented. Mm -hmm. The flower arranging workshop is more of an all year round workshop. Mm And it's actually hugely popular and it's very different to the traditional style of flower arranging, I would say, because in a traditional or more, let's say, usual flower arranging class or workshop, um, you would really hand tie the bouquet. So learn how to hand tie um, flowers. What we do in the Bloom um, flower arranging workshops is we actually um, arrange in the vase. Okay. Um, And the reason we do that is because... A, that's our style. Mm-hmm. So we're obviously going to be doing something that fits our style of flowers mm-hmm. and that um, matches also what we're posting on our social media. Mm-hmm. But B, and I think, again, it comes down to practicality, is people want, in general, to be able to learn something that's not too difficult in terms of technique mm-hmm. because the majority of people who are coming are not there because they want to become florists. They're there because they want to do a fun activity on a Saturday afternoon or in an, or on an evening. And so um, it's actually based... The, the, the technique is actually based on how you would hand tie a bouquet in your hand, but in the vase... And by teaching people how to arrange their style, to arrange their, sorry, their flowers, bloom style, it's something that they can use over and over again, even if they choose not to take a subscription with us and they choose not to take our flowers. It's a skill that's not too technically difficult difficult i mean you need to be able you need to know how to do it i think it's difficult if you just look at the bouquet and try to copy it then then you might not get the technique right but it's actually quite a simple technique um, that can be reused over and over again and so the essence of bloom workshops is of course about taking home tips and tricks Mm -hmm. um, about caring for your flowers how you can make your flowers last longer um, what are important do's and important don'ts but it's also about having people take something away that they can copy paste at home whether they've bought their flowers at the market whether they've bought their flowers in a flower shop whether they are a bloom subscriber Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't matter it's about giving them something that they can do themselves quite easily when they want to put it into practice at Mm -hmm. home Um, and so fun is definitely part of the equation we always yeah have a glass or few of prosecco um, (laughs) and try to have a very relaxed atmosphere yeah um and yeah i mean uh, the feedback i get is extremely good mm-hmm. um people are always very happy and i have actually had many people come up to me and say that they've taken flower um arranging courses where it's more traditionally the hand tied based class and that they said yeah my takeaways my learnings there were good but i found it very difficult to kind of take that away with me and do that again at home whereas this technique where you really go straight into the vase is something that I can take with me and is definitely more practical. Yeah. So I think there is no wrong or right. And I think a hand-tied, a traditional hand-tied class is equally as interesting and you can have a lot of takeaways from there as well. But we're more about, okay, we're kind of about fun flowers, um, unique flowers and 
how can you bring something home and create something that looks like what we post on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's definitely possible. Mm -hmm. In terms of knowledge, Mm -hmm. would you say to become a florist, you have to undergo some kind of education? For you, you've always had a passion for flowers, so I'm sure you kind of grew up learning about flowers. But if someone were to say, I want to become a florist, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of educating themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because I think here in Switzerland, that can be a very sensitive question as well. Mm-hmm. To, let's say, a qualified florist on paper here in mm-hmm. Switzerland, what I'm doing is probably, well, I don't want to use the wrong words here, but let's say they they probably would not see me as professional and would probably wonder like how I've managed to build my business without actually have completed the floristry training that you actually have to undergo here, which is quite, like I said before, regulated. And I think it's even like a two-year course. Mm -hmm. Um, From country to country, that kind of varies. So in that sense, yeah, it's it's a sensitive one because I I don't have that, let's say, official two-year training. Mm -hmm. I think to become a florist or... To be working with flowers, there's a combination of things that you need. You definitely need technique and theory, so mm-hmm. I would never question that. You need to understand a certain level of basics to be able to put something together. But once you have a certain level of knowledge and a certain level of theory, I think a big part of it is also the creativity. And I think you can have done, and this is not just with floristry, this is with with, with anything. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're in the creative field, you can have done years and years of academic kind of learning and um, followed courses whereby you're really being taught a lot of theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, that will of course help you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you will know how to make something look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so... For me, there is a fine line between having the theory and having the knowledge and the techniques to be able to create something Mm -hmm. and then to actually go and create it. I've seen many bouquets and many, um, let's say, floral installations or floral artworks where... And it's a very personal thing, again. I mean, some people like to see certain types of flowers or arrangements and other people don't and Mm -hmm. that probably is the same for bloom you either are gonna like our style or you're not gonna like our style which i completely appreciate Mm -hmm. but i've seen many um walked around many stores flower shops and really seen things that i really think okay this to me is really not visually appealing it's Mm -hmm. really not visually something that i would buy and like i said it becomes a very personal thing because you know Everyone is different in taste and everyone has a different taste. But for me, flowers are also very much about having an eye for design. And I think having that eye for design is either something that you have or that you don't have. And you can learn it to an extent, but if you're not a natural when it comes to being creative Mm -hmm. and if you don't have that eye for it, Mm -hmm. then I think that it's going to become difficult for you. So yes, to come back to it, you do need a certain level of education 
But once you have that certain level of, level of education, from there you can self-teach a lot. Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of different accounts through my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I also use the internet to really look up a lot of things, um, to follow online classes or courses, to watch tutorials. Um, I think that that is really, really important in the development of yourself, regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that as you go, you kind of define your own style mm-hmm. as a florist. And I think that that is something that's important. If you are positioning yourself as a brand, you you have to have a certain identity and you have to have a certain style. Mm-hmm. So for Bloom, we really try to focus on flowers for your home and that is then linked to kind of interior and interior design. So trying to create something that is visually appealing, a design of bouquet that has a certain image. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's very important if you're building a business within floristry. Yeah. But for those who are thinking about doing something with flowers or going into floristry, I would say don't be put off, especially within the Swiss market, by florists or people within the floristry world that say no you can't do that if you're not a florist Mm -hmm. or if you haven't trained or if you haven't got the official diploma because you can you can do whatever you want to do Mm -hmm. um you are your own person and um if you put your mind to something that's your passion and that you believe in then i think that you can realize anything Mm -hmm. yes there will be ups and downs and you might not get from a to b immediately mm-hmm. there's probably hiccups along the way there's probably challenges well there probably there are challenges along the way there's mm-hmm. no question about that but it's kind of about finding your way around those challenges and coming back to believing in yourself and believing what you can do mm-hmm. and i think that if you are creative if you do have an eye for design or you do have an eye for i don't know flowers and putting things together or composing certain arrangements and you feel that there is a gap in the market for that style then the only thing you can do is to test that and to see whether the demand is there which is exactly what we did with bloom Mm -hmm. Um, i didn't know if people would like my style of flowers Mm -hmm. but i had to put it out there in order to be able to understand whether it was a concept or a style that people enjoyed Mm -hmm. Um, and so far most of most of the people are uh, very complimentary and yeah i get a lot of remarks because it is something that you don't find very easily here this mm-hmm. type of style yeah. and you'll find that style in in the netherlands and in belgium and in, in other european countries um i'm definitely let's say not the person who defined this style i've made it my own and we've made it into bloom's style but it's not something that existed in this market and so mm-hmm. um yeah, if you have something that you dream of doing and you know that it's something that you're good at, then go for it. Where do you draw the line about learning and getting inspired and trying not to copy? Because for mm-hmm. me, it's often a struggle if I browse on social media and enter this endless hole of finding accounts and beautiful things to look at and Pinterest and just an overwhelming amount of images it's all beautiful and I take it as inspiration and then sometimes I catch myself creating things graphically that look similar and I have to say wait stop no mm-hmm. that's too much them and not enough me yep you always have 
concepts in the market that are similar and I think you there's room in the market for for similar concepts Mm -hmm. um what I think is really really important when it comes to defining your own style is whether or not it reflects the way you've positioned your brand and also whether or not it reflects you and what you set out to do Mm -hmm. um I think it's super important to be inspired by what other businesses and similar businesses are doing um around Mm -hmm. around you um But I think that being authentic is key because I think that if you're not authentic, then um, people slowly start to see that, not immediately necessarily, but people will slowly start to see if you are not authentic in what that you are doing Mm -hmm. because you also will not um, convey that authenticity. I think it's something that naturally happens that if you have a certain style and it's an authentic style, that that is something that your business or you as a person also naturally conveys. I think if it's not something that is authentic, then I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I think that there's a feeling or an impression that you get that relays relays this I, I don't really know how to put it but that relays back to um, not having put your own stamp on something and I don't necessarily um, think that you you can't take away things from other um, companies or startups or businesses that are in the same field as you mm-hmm. um, but make sure that you are um, that that what you do always kind of goes back to what you stand for mm-hmm. as a company and what you're trying to achieve. For Bloom, that's delivering happiness in the freshest form, having the style that we have, which is more the wild flower style, but within an arrangement still, mm-hmm. um, and having a convenient service that delivers straight to the door. When we post things on Instagram, we're always posting things that are pictures that we've taken and that haven't been photoshopped yes we know how to make our flowers look beautiful um and of course we will always post as beautiful as possible pictures Mm -hmm. um but yeah at the end of the day being true to what you stand for who you are and being authentic is something that i really feel is reflected uh in your business yeah where do you stop yourself though Where do you stop yourself from getting inspired and saying, okay, I've seen too much? Mm-hmm. When you say seen too much, do you mean... Too many images, just things for inspiration, but when it just goes too far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, there's endless amounts of pictures that you can look at and you can find yourself spending hours and hours browsing through. <laughs> Um, for me, what I like to do is I like to, especially when I'm, let's say, not working on the subscription side of the business, but working more on the event side of the business, mm-hmm. I like to work with mood boards. Yeah. Um, because I think that mood boards are a way of portraying something very visually, which I think is extremely important in my area of work. Mm-hmm. It has to be visual. People need to be able to visualize a concept or a design. Yeah. But you also can't have pages and pages of mood boards because then you start to confuse people with, yeah. Okay, Uh, what look are we going for um what what design do you want to go for right. what type of style would you like for your wedding for your event for whatever it might be mm-hmm. and so for me when I'm kind of drawing up proposals and I'm using mood boards 
um, I stick to one page for color scheme and mood boarding, um, and then a second page for kind of styles of certain floral arrangements or um, installations or whatever it might be and mm-hmm. kind of stop there and of course that means that I'm not only using my own images but I'm also using images that I find on on social media such as Pinterest it's really a great go-to for me as well mm-hmm. um, and yes of course you can spend hours and hours searching and that probably is also a challenge for me like finding the line between how long do you spend on a proposal and drawing up a mood board versus yeah what is someone going to gain from that and what is someone going to take away from that you don't want to spend two days working on a mood board that someone might look at for 10 minutes and say okay it looks great Um, and is super happy with but only looked at for 10 minutes and then kind of agree to your proposal you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I try to work with those mood boards also to limit the amount of yeah images that I look at and use because I go back to mood boards I go back to color schemes that I've already used for uh, different customers um, and reuse them in different ways Mm -hmm. and I think that once you build your business and once you have certain things that you can go to whereby you don't need to start from scratch over and over and over again which is when you do tend to kind of start looking at images and um, that can really help to reduce the time that you spend looking at those things Mm -hmm. from a personal point of view if I'm just browsing on Instagram for my business and trying to find inspiration and I'm not talking about like doing a proposal or um, drawing up kind of a design proposal yeah I think it's difficult I don't really know how to or I haven't really ever consciously thought about drawing that line, let's say. Yeah. I would say my husband is probably quite a good reminder for me. He'll just tell me to put my phone down mm-hmm. and tell me that uh, you've been on your phone long enough now. You need to stop and you need to put your phone down. And he means that in the very best of ways. <laughs> and that helps me. Yeah. Um, having someone who is not always sat next to me, but in the evenings especially, when I do tend to kind of start scrolling because I have time to do that kind of thing in the evenings to have someone there to tell me okay put it away Mm -hmm. but it's a difficult one I I, like I said I don't really know if I consciously know where to draw the line Mm -hmm. because I'm probably not always strict with myself when it comes to that I'm inspired by many people um that I follow or that I find through following other people Mm -hmm. um But I think then it comes back to what we talked about at the beginning, which is where sometimes you need to take a step back and switch your business brain off. Yeah. I want to talk to you about a project you did recently with View Eyewear. Yes. How did that come about? How did you guys connect, get in contact, and what did it take for you to do this project? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was... um, one of yeah one of the first bigger brands that came to me okay so um in terms of connecting with them they came to me I believe that my contact person at View had tried to get some inspiration for who to go to for some floral design um for their new collection or the launch of their new collection Mm -hmm. and he doesn't actually live in Zurich but Mm -hmm. he has a sister living in Zurich and he went to her And he sought advice from her and said, look, I'm looking for something a little bit original, a little bit different when it comes to flower design. He obviously knows of a few florists around, Mm -hmm. which are quite well established here in Zurich, um, but he kind of wanted to have some other options. 
And apparently she mentioned me um, because she follows me and because she'd... um, yeah, heard about me. And that was actually how he got in touch with me. So it can be as simple as that. I mean, word of mouth is a powerful tool. Um, and my business has spread a lot through word of mouth Mm -hmm. and in a city like Zurich, without kind of going too much off track where it's very difficult as a florist to especially connect with businesses who already often have florists that they're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, and are not just going to switch because you happen to be new in the market. I think that you need to be patient uh, when starting your business. And I've learned that with business that I'm in, but I think that that's probably the case for many startups. The Swiss are very loyal and that can have its pros and its cons. Mm -hmm. I think in general, it's a very good thing. Um, But um, it also means that it's difficult to get in the door. Yeah. Once you're in the door, however, you're in. You're in. And then you're good. Yeah. So... um, as I said, word of mouth is a very powerful tool and I've had to be patient a little bit over the last year because I really focused initially on going to businesses, mm-hmm. which I found was not necessarily the right strategy mm-hmm. in the very beginning. And actually over time, what I've realized is businesses are coming to me. And I think that that purely has to do with the fact that I have a reputation now yep. and I have um, a portfolio of work and I'm building up still a portfolio of work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still small and I'm still growing, but I'm definitely building up, um, my portfolio. And I think people can see that and it's very visual through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so that connection really just came about again through word of mouth and through social media. And they were basically launching a new collection Um, and they wanted to offer their customers over the weekend that they launched a flower in store. Mm -hmm. So anyone who came to collect glasses or anyone who um, bought glasses over those two days uh, was allowed to pick out a flower. So we kind of created in both Zurich stores um, a flower bar, and I think that that was very well received. Yes, And then (laughs) they also wanted to have some kind of decoration uh, in store. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went for something a little bit more extravagant because the budget was bigger um, than usual. Um, And, yeah, I think the store in – what's the name of the street? But in Vidicon, let's say, the the Vidicon store. Grüngasse. That was my – that was actually my my favourite – floral arrangement okay because it was kind of a bit more extravagant and also a bit bigger and it was really in the window and they have a big window there yep. so i really could use that window space to be able to create something really beautiful mm-hmm. um and i was very pleased with the outcome and they were very pleased with the outcome um and then in the Schoffelgasse store um we had a couple of big arrangements one in the window which was a smaller window front or which has a smaller window front yep. there and also in store yeah um but again always keeping the bloom style in mind Mm -hmm. so yeah that was actually a very very nice collaboration and in the meantime i've worked with a few other very nice um brands and we'll be working with a couple um of nice yeah businesses and brands i soon after worked with kalida for their press day Mm -hmm. um which was also a lot of fun um a different setting a press day is a different setting and i'd done a press day last year for another agency representing a few brands but, um, yeah, I mean, Kalida is also a Swiss brand, as, as is view. And I think that for me, having established myself here in, in Switzerland and mainly in Zurich, let's say, um, I'm actually quite honoured to be able to work with, like, 
Swiss home home brands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to be able to work with them and to come up with design concepts, and that's where really my creativity uh, can flow um, and where I have the freedom to do yeah a lot more than just making a bouquet or number of bouquets um, mm-hmm. every week. Um, and then yeah, actually on Monday we're hosting a workshop for Bolero and Style Magazine mm-hmm. um, for a big group, thirty-two people, which. I haven't done before. I haven't done a workshop for 32 people. I try to keep them to a maximum of 10 Mm -hmm. because, A, I want them to be a little bit intimate. I want um, to be there for everyone um, if they have questions or if they need help. Um, But, okay, of course, I'm willing to do a workshop uh, (laughs) for Style uh, magazine. And, um, yeah, I still need to think a little bit about how I'm going to set that up. Um, But working really with local Swiss brands and businesses is fun my business is starting to pivot a little bit I mean core businesses subscriptions which we continue to do because it's still growing so that's definitely not something that we're planning on stopping but alongside that requests for events for weddings um, corporate events um, corporate workshops private workshops are really coming in thick and fast which I didn't expect but I very much enjoy. And so, yeah, I mean, the future of Bloom, let's see where it goes and let's see where where we end up. Uh, But for now, I definitely cannot complain. And yeah, I really hope in the future to be able to continue collaborating with some more nice brands. Mm -hmm. Now we've come to our end. I have a final question for you. Yes. What does being a boss lady mean to you? (laughs) Well... Um, being a boss lady, I think that, yeah, over time, women have become and are becoming more empowered Mm -hmm. to be able to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, we live in an age and an era where, yeah, there are still improvements to be had, but where, um, as a woman, we really have the freedom to, to do what we want to do if we have the opportunity to do so Mm -hmm. and um, for me being a boss lady is about inspiring other women whether young or old Mm -hmm. um, and showing them that you don't have to be afraid of doing your own thing if you have a dream and if you have a passion and it's nagging you in the back of your head that you kind of want to be doing something with that dream or that passion but you you're not yet at the point where you feel brave enough to kind of take that step. Mm-hmm. I really want to, to show people that you can take that step. And I think that without it coming across wrong, I'm a good example of that. I, I moved to a foreign country where I didn't speak the language perfectly, where I know knew, where I knew no one, where I didn't have a network. And it's been hard work and it's been like really tough grafting to grow and to continue to grow but if you put your mind to it and you want to do it then you can do it and I think that um, more and more women are doing their own thing and are setting up their own businesses um, which is very inspiring but I think that we need to continue to inspire and to continue to set this trend and so for me inspiring other women to do what they want to do and what they believe in and what their passion is, is, yeah, one very important factor. And the other thing for me is, you know, you don't always have to be a complete specialist in your field. Mm-hmm. You don't need... You can you can really 
take courses, self-teach. You can really do a lot, and I'm the example of that. I am not a professionally trained florist. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, there are some kind of career avenues where you do need to be professionally trained. I mean, if you go into medicine or you want to become a dentist, then of course you need to to be trained and you you need to have the right education. But when it comes to working in a creative field, um, like we've discussed before, I think if you have the eye for it and if you are creative as a person, you know, there are many fields of work that you can go into. And this thing of needing to have the diploma and needing to have um, the certain level of education or the certificate, I don't disagree with education. I don't disagree with um, certification. But I do also believe that, you know, um, that is not all, that is not the be-all and the end-all. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for those people, I mean, I do have an education and, I, you know, my, my background is a business background and I've pivoted into something completely different. But even for those who maybe haven't been as fortunate and have managed to, you know, have some form or level of education, it doesn't mean that you can't set out to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And so inspiring and showing people that, yeah, if you believe in something and you want to go for it, then just go for it and 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 do it you know Mm -hmm. that for me is the biggest learning and I've had a number of conversations with people who are re-educating themselves or who are following courses in evenings alongside their their daytime jobs or who are still working part-time and trying to set up their own business on the side Mm -hmm. um people who haven't yet taken that step all I can say is yeah you don't want to look back down the line in five to ten years time and say if only I tried um I think for me that was one of the key reasons for starting my own business Mm -hmm. um and I've been very fortunate up until now to have a business that continues to grow Mm -hmm. and that has shown success Mm -hmm. um where the future lies I don't know but um you have to be brave you have to be bold you have to take the step and yeah I think more and more people should be inspired to do so and when it comes down to women other women need to see or women need to see other women doing that Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be my my takeaway well thank you so much and obviously all the best to you and i hope to see you continuously grow and work with more brands and have your flowers in many homes here Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks for making the time to come and speak to me. Of course, of course. Thank you for listening. And thank you again, Claire, for taking the time to talk with me. It's always great to exchange thoughts and feelings. And today I learned once more that most of us share the same struggles. I'm so excited to see her building on the business she has started and see her creations come to life. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to write to us. You'll find all the profiles and website links in the show notes. And don't forget to leave a review. See you next time.